Welcome back to Geekish Cast, episode 93. This is our special catch-up on DC Rebirth and San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con edition, because I've been slacking, so Paul's going to do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> More than happy to. Yeah, well, that's, that's, uh, that's why we keep our executive producers around. <laughs> Gotta do something, right? Yeah. So, anyways, Paul, how's things going? Uh, going very well. Going very well. Been busy, reading, been reading a lot of stuff, so... It's always week. good. So, well, let's start with, uh, what do you want to start with? you want to start with Rebirth or San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, we can start with Rebirth. That's fine. Okay. So I'm, I'm probably two weeks behind on Rebirth. What what important things have I... Oh, yeah, spoilers. Anybody yes. who's about to jump on. Yeah, spoilers. I may not spoil one issue because it's so, like, what the hell. But, um, yeah, so you're missing out on, I don't know, quite a bit just because of the double shipping. Um, oh yeah. See, well, that's one of the things. Like, you get just a bit behind. Next thing you know, you're super behind. Yeah, a lot of issues are starting with issue number four uh, tomorrow comes out. So, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if this just came out and they're already on yeah. issue four for some of these series. Um, but I mean, Rebirth has been absolutely uh, excellent in my opinion. I've I haven't been so excited about any books that DC has put put out specifically in. You know, like I said, five years at least. Yeah. So it's been really good. Um, so what what book are you... I mean, this is probably where you're headed, but what book are you enjoying the most? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying... So I'm enjoying so many of them, it's really hard to put them <laughs> in order. Um, I'm really enjoying The Flash. I mean, uh, Josh Williamson is doing a good job with the story. Um, it's kind of interesting because now there's a, a bunch of speedsters running around, like, you know, the lightning storms hit the city and just random citizens now are speedsters. And it's interesting because most of the time when that happens, the heroes like very reluctant, like, oh, we need to, you know, they, they tell people that don't use your powers and, you know, restrain yourselves. But he's actually like in part with, with Star Labs to train these people. Okay. So I think it's an interesting take, and uh, uh, the last issue, the new the new villain popped up. Uh, so we have no idea who he is, but his name's uh, Godspeed. He's the white and yeah. gold. Yeah. And I mean, and the the art by uh, Jim Domenico is just absolutely fantastic. I love it that he's, and it's one of the titles where he's been doing. I don't know if they just had a bunch of issues in the can or what, because most of the, the titles, they've been, like, alternating artists, but uh, this one, the artist has been staying the same, so uh, Flash has been really, really good. Um, Aquaman, which I was kind of, like, didn't know how I was going to feel about it from the Rebirth issue, but so far, it's been really good. Uh, my, I'm not surprising, Dan, uh, Dan Abnett has been one of my favorite writers since he did Annihilation uh, back with Marvel. Back in the day, that story was great, and uh, Brad Walker's art is—I absolutely love it. So Aquaman and Flash have been two of my favorites. Uh, Wonder Woman has been great. No surprise there with Rucka yeah. writing it, and the art's been great by you know Liam Sharp and Nicholas Scott. So Liam Sharp's been doing the like the current timeline art, and then Nicholas Scott is doing the kind of like the Wonder Woman Year One. Uh, set in the past story, so it's been really good. I'm kind of actually curious of how they when they release the trades if it's going to be 
separate, separate trades. trades. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, the out of the two Batman books right now, I'd say my favorite of the two in that is probably Detective. Even though I mean, um, Tom King is a great writer. I'm just really digging the whole Bat Family thing that's going on yeah. right now. Uh, and uh, as far as the Superman titles. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say uh, definitely Superman by Tabasi and uh, Patrick Gleason is my favorite of the Superman titles. I mean, Patrick Gleason's art has just been like ridiculously good on this, and it's kind of like a, a father-son book, and, and being that I have two boys, kind of resonates well, a little bit more with me. <laughs> it's you're right in the dad feels. Oh you know, yeah, and there's tons of dad feels in this, and it's just yeah. really good. Um. And the Green Lanterns book been, uh, is good. I'm super excited to see Hal back. I was going to say, I know Hal's back. I haven't read it yet. Um, so that that has to be good. Yeah, it's I, good. Uh, he, he makes his own ring, which is interesting. I guess all you need is a hammer and a green rock, and you can make your own ring. Uh, if you're Hal <laughs> We are talking about the guy that absorbed the entire power battery of Oa at one point. Um, if that's still canon, I don't know, but... Yeah, I was worried about Justice League, too. Uh, the rebirth that you did really... I thought Brian Hitch's art was not the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then uh, Justice League number one was uh, significantly better, I thought. So, um, that's good. Uh, Titans book um, is, is probably my least favorite so far. Oh, you know what? You and I, when we talk Sunday... You asked me how I felt about Damian Wayne, right? Yeah. Um, so I put, I put a poll up last night um, on Twitter. Didn't get a lot of responses, yeah. but I got some. And I basically said, you know, how do you feel about Damian Wayne? And it had three or four choices. It was like good, bad, indifferent, or who's Damian Wayne? And who's, who's Damian Wayne actually won? Who's Damian Wayne? Yeah, I wish yeah. I didn't know <laughs> about him yeah. as much as I do. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting when he come when the the Teen Titans book um, comes yeah. out because yeah, we'll see because I don't know if he's gonna lead it or not. I don't know what the deal is, but we'll we'll see. But the Titans book is so that was the one with the big so Titans number one just came out last week I think and uh, it had this really big reveal of the villain who made. Uh, the Flash disappear, or yeah, Wally West disappear. Ooh. So I don't, I don't want to give it away because it's it's a like what the hell? It's not okay, someone okay. you maybe we could talk offline, but I really don't want if it's somebody that you know hasn't read it because you're like what the hell? Well, how about how about if I do this? I'm gonna write down the time and I'm gonna bleep it out where you say it. Okay. We'll just cock tease everybody on the interwebs. Or you know what? Why don't you just write it to me? You can just do that. Yeah, I can do that. Right. So, yeah, that so that was I. I really um, did not like Brett Booth's um, art in this, and I, I don't like saying that. I'm, I'm kind of like the opposite of you. <laughs> You know. Well, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Like, I carry a lot of animosity towards the founders of Image. I mean, like a lot. I, I feel they actually damaged comic book collecting as a whole. 
I don't let Valiant off the hook either, but that was more the buyers than it was the artists and creators. Um, I shit on Jim Lee more than I actually intend to. Mm-hmm. Just because by the time I get going, I just start tearing into him, you know? Yeah. So, let me, let me see if I can... I'm going to type this to you. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be like, what the hell? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, out of left field. That, okay. Wow. Yes. So, uh, really interesting to reveal. I don't know if, if I mean, this person claims to be the one to do it. So I don't know how true that is. So we'll, we'll see. But see how that one unfolds. I thought it was very like, I was like, what the hell? And yeah, so the art mostly just pulled me out of it. Yeah, so, but I, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep reading it because it's going to, I mean, their whole point of that one is they're going to find out what the hell's going on with the timeline. Yeah. So, hey, let me let me ask you something. I don't know if they've they've shown this yet. Where's Tim Drake nowadays? Uh, Tim Drake's in the in the Batman Detective Comics. He is okay. He is in there. He's yeah, not he's still in the future. Okay. Yeah, so that. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. Shit, I forgot all about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he's Bat Robin. In there, yeah. Which is a weird. Uh, so yeah. One of the only problems I'm having with the rebirth is the with the the two Batman titles and the two Superman titles, you know, Action Comic and Superman. Uh, is they feel like I don't know what what the timeline is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you have these two stories going on side by side, and, and they're not they're not talking to each other. You know, like there's two. Yeah. Comp- are they are they simultaneous or are they? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that kind of bugs me a little bit. Like, okay, because they there's no way they could both be going on at the exact same time. Right. But sometimes they reference things, so it's a little weird. But you know, that's comics. And that's okay. Yeah, that's just <laughs> part of part of the thing. I remember back when I was younger, you get Batman and Detective Comics, and Batman's doing two different things on the same night, and you're just like, hey, what's all this <laughs> madness? Yeah. Uh, Batman's a little bit. More, I think could be explained a little bit. Maybe a little bit better, but um, Superman's definitely like, how's he doing this with his kid and fighting Doomsday and uh, at the same time? <laughs> super speed. It's always super yeah, speed. Yeah, he, he can multitask probably better than most of us. Uh, Green, Green Arrow's been pretty good, for sure. Yeah, that's what I need to dig into a little bit more, because I definitely like up to the point... Um, well, I read where Shado shows up, so I read up to yeah, the point. Yeah, okay. Um, so I definitely, definitely enjoy that. But, you know, I mean, that's uh, not a big surprise that, oh, you treat Green Arrow appropriately, and I like the comic book. Yeah. Huh, what's that? Yeah, no, I think he's there. Uh, ben Percy's doing a really good job, and um, Otto Schmidt's art is just fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of go off on a tangent here real quick. By all means. You know what I always thought, I always hoped to see, and this is kind of back when, DC was still heading towards Kingdom Come as being the future. Mm-hmm. I always wanted Nightwing to join the Justice League and uh, uh, Tim Drake Robin to really cement the Teen Titans as something special. Yeah, you know, to really like create a total Batman legacy. And it just it was one of those things like you know because well, they were even talking about killing Dick Grayson at one point, so you knew it was never going to happen. Yeah. But I'd sure like to see them mature that character into something much more concrete, you know? You know, honestly, when um, 
one of my favorite times reading comics was uh, it was kind of happening when Tim Drake was uh, when Jeff Johns was writing uh, Teen Titans and Tim Drake was writing that and uh, Judd Winnowick was writing um, what was it? Outsiders with uh, Nightwing leading that. Did you ever read that series? I did not. It is one of my all-time favorite series of like any comic book. I will actually need to go back. Actually, I like Judd Winnick, even though he's done a couple things that you weren't supposed to be able to do in comic books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, you know, Outsiders and Exiles. So he was doing Exiles with Marvel first, which was a team book that he kind of got to do with every once, and then he he left Exiles to go do Outsiders. And uh, I thought it was really good. Tom Rainey Me's art at the time was, I really dug it. The team was weird. Uh, I, I just really liked it. I don't know what about it. Uh, I think it's just because I, I you know, have a huge appreciation for Nightwing Me's right up, right up there with Flash is my favorite DC character. So I really dug yeah. it. And it was just doing what you did. You know, you had the three uh, biggest players in the Bat family all running their own teams and doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than Nightwing, so Nightwing came out, too. That I have not checked out yet, and I need to. So, it's funny, so Nightwing, uh, you know, leaves the spy agency <laughs> to get back into Nightwing costume, just to essentially be a spy again, <laughs> to, like, uh, go undercover, find out what this new Parliament of Owls thing's going on, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, the Parliament, you know, the Parliament of Owls, I have kind of mixed feelings about because I think it's actually a clever idea. Yeah. But then I also feel like they beat that drum a whole bunch since they've created it. Yeah, it's interesting to see where it's where it's going. Like, so Nightwing's, um, I guess they blackmail Nightwing into working or joining the the Parliament of Owls uh, by putting like a bomb in Damian Wayne's head. Oh, see, he should just, he let, should it just let it go up. I would be like, yeah, that's not going to be enough to blackmail me at all. But they get it out of his head. But you know, be like that—that that kid's costing me like a big chunk of my inheritance. <laughs> that is true. I'm yeah. surprised nobody's. Uh, that would be a good story that someone just gets greedy. Yeah, well, there's a lot of money there. Well, I actually, I guess the story's always been that Bruce left Dick pretty well set up. That he was wealthy, not Bruce Wayne wealthy, but really wealthy in his own right. By the time he was an adult. Yeah, I believe yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and Batman's kind of like, you know, Nightwing goes to him, Dick goes to him, and asks him for advice and stuff. And Batman's like, "Hey, you know, you're doing your thing. Go do. I'm happy to fund it, but you're your own damn man. It's time to step up and do your thing." Yeah, you, will you ever notice that that Bruce is always a dick in other people's books? <laughs> He's yeah, pretty much a dick all the time. Yeah, I don't know how anybody likes him. They give you, like, a couple warm and fuzzy moments in, like, Batman and Detective Comics, but, like, if he shows up in Titans or something, he's just like, yeah, fuck you, you little <laughs> bastards. That's true. It's like he just cannot be say anything nice, and if he does, he has to, like, take it back immediately. Yeah. That's, it it kind of, I hope, I, mean, I know they're softening the character right now, because you can see it in the stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, they joke about his hard edge, but they give him a few ha-ha moments here and there. But I hope they soften him a little bit because he is kind of tiring and joyless at times. Oh gosh, I think we'll, we we'll definitely touch on that when we talk about the stuff that came out of Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the other new title, I believe, I'll make sure I'm not missing anything that I read. Oh, two is uh, the Hellblazer, 
Rebirth came out, and Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth came out. That is the one I want to talk about. I haven't read it yet, but I read what it's about, and I'm kind of digging the concept. You have the anti-hero version of the Trinity of DC Comics in there, which is kind of badass. Yeah, so it's going to be Jason Todd, Bizarro, and Artemis. Yeah. And, I mean, just seeing Bizarro's name, I'm like, how in the hell is that going to work? They'll make him more like the Hulk. But I'm super excited about it, because Bizarro is, I think, an extremely underrated uh, character, when done correctly. So I, When done correctly. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't think I was going to really like this one as much as I did, because Scott Lobdell is kind of like sometimes he, he's hit and miss as a writer. But uh, I did I did really like it. Because I, I also really like Red Hood, though. I think he's a great character. You know, it's just kind of like, what would, you know, who would Batman be if he did cross that line? And I mean, that's yeah. what I mean, Which essentially turns out to be like a humongous badass. So... Well, yeah, I mean, he's a badass who will kill a guy if he has to. And he's going to do the same type of thing, go undercover and find some bad guys thing, so, uh, which is kind of cool because it um, separates Jason Todd and Dick. They're doing their own thing, so they're kind of, like, removed from the superhero shenanigans that are going on day to day. It lets right. them not interfere and do their things in their own books. So that's, I think that was a, thought that was a pretty clever way to separate them from, like, because if all this stuff's going on with Batman, one of the things I would ask is, where's, where's Nightwing yeah. or Red Hood to help out here? I mean, you think you want to bring some big guns in. Well, now we know they're they're off doing their own thing. Yeah. Well, that's um, I, I don't think you've listened to it yet, but he had Cor- Corbin Salican, the guy that created Patterson's Wager. <laughs> he and I talked comic books at the end of the interview episode that we did. And he was talking about how Batman kind of breaks down in a universe where you have flying superheroes. He goes, because, you know, Here's Batman on a plane thinking he's going to die, and I'm over here going, well, just call Superman or the Red Tornado or somebody and have them come get you. Well, they're always conveniently busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they didn't pick up their phone. Like, yeah. what do you mean pick up your phone? Bruce, you just have to say, like, hey, Superman, and he'll hear you <laughs> and yeah. come. I really need your help, Superman. That's really all it takes, you know. Or why don't you have one, you know, the watch? You know, you think they you made Jimmy Olsen just the one watch? <laughs> You could make two watches. Well, so Superman doesn't have the budget Batman has. I, I suppose you don't really make much as a journalist. Yeah, there's no newspapers. <laughs> yeah, print is dead for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the other one, the so last one we can hit is uh, Hellblazer. Um, uh, right, uh, Simon Oliver's the writer. Um, I really was looking forward to this, mm-hmm. and, and I did. did kind of hit it didn't hit with me too too well um i'm gonna keep reading it just because uh it's I, from what i read about the series it's not just gonna be uh you know john constantine but um it'll be him and swamp, swamp thing is gonna be yeah so just them two together i always thought was great you know great and um, i'm really looking forward to that but um I felt like Simon Oliver did not... And so Simon Oliver, I don't know if he's British or not. It's a very British-sounding name. Very British-sounding name. But when I was reading Hellblazer, John Constantine did not sound like he had a British accent. Like like he didn't use any you know British words or you know slang. Well, there, there could be a few reasons for that. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, one being written by an American. But the other people around him did. <laughs> 
So I know he knows how to write. It was I just didn't feel like because to me, you know, John Constantine should have like a hardcore Cockney accent and just you know you could be, should be able to barely understand him with all the well, Constantine's a Londoner. He was a Londoner, not a Cockney yeah. accent, right? Yeah, he's Londoner, but in my head, I, I hear like the thick. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Governor. Yeah. <laughs> tea and crumpets. No, there was not a single mention of tea nor crumpets. Well, it sounds to me like they kind of fucked that deal up then. But I, I'll definitely... Um, and they're definitely playing them more off as, like, they're downplaying his, like, magic abilities and, and upplaying his con man status. I, I actually love when they do that yeah. because when he does summon a demon or do something, it's that much more fantastic. Yeah. That entire book... Um, or that entire series where he's dying of lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And they they keep just kind of going back and forth between very mundane, and then you realize the girl at the park that he's having a nice conversation with is a demon. Yeah. And the asshole he talked to at the men's club is Gabriel the Archangel. I love it when they ground him, and then when they do something fantastic, it is just that much more amazing. Yeah, so I mean, I did like that, because he essentially... He goes up against uh, you know the demon of the the week or whatever, and yeah. and he just out you know outsmarts him. He just tricks him into winning. So yeah, he's all all guile. So, that yeah, one. I, that's that's the version of John Constantine I prefer to. So it, it seemed like the new Fifty Two version. He was very much like a very powerful magician, but I, I haven't read all of it either, so I can't really really say. Oh, there's a shocker. <laughs> the new Fifty Two didn't land. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Dark is actually one of the titles I didn't want to read because of the, the team, the lineup, and the people that was involved. But I never did because I just I just didn't get a chance. I kept putting it off to read better things. Well, they kind of... I mean, you know what? It, it Honestly, the New 52 kept me from reading comic books, period. It just, you know... That's, I mean, not old ones. I went back and read old that's ones. That's a shame. Again. Yeah, but it's one of those... Like, because I'm a DC guy. Yeah. My my relationship to comic books starts with DC Comics and then goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you fucking you sit down and tell me, hey, you know, we appreciate the thirty years you've been buying our comic books, but we really don't want you as a customer anymore. Keeps me out of the comic shop. Oh, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. But yeah, good news though. I heard that comic books are selling more this year than they have in any year since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, no, I mean they're. Comics are selling really well. And that's yep. Another little thing I heard today was that tabletop role-playing games are selling better than they ever have. Oh, no, I'm not at all surprised. I mean, like, I probably mentioned it before on one of the podcasts, but uh, listening to some of the cats I listen to, um, the retailers, they say they keep their business at the shops open because of games. Games. Yeah. I mean, they even announced a new Star Trek tabletop game soon. Yeah, they're putting out some cool games. I have some friends that... Um, you know, I never really got... I mean, I played I played DC Heroes, and I'm sure we did it wrong. <laughs> you know, as a teenager. But I, I do like to buy... Like, my brother bought me a, the box set of the old 1982 Star Trek role-playing game. Oh, wow. It's on top of the tower in the front room, you know. I like to get them, but I don't really do anything with them after that point. No, I, some of my buddies at back home, they, they still play. Maybe the one next time I'm home we can get a game together and grab some brews and play some tabletops. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a shot. I mean, you know, it, it's a good it's a good way to hang out with people and be entertained and still get to drink beer and talk shit. Yeah, 
That's which is some of my favorite things to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, not that I not that I drink a whole lot of beer yeah. or anything. Yeah, I mean, who's to say what's a whole lot of beer? <laughs> yeah, so well, I, mean, I think that's it uh, as far as what's come out. And then uh, tomorrow, or my real time tomorrow, I should say, is Suicide Squad Rebirth and uh, Harley Quinn come out. Okay. So uh, Suicide yeah. Squad should be interesting. It's got your favorite artist, so... Uh, Oh, oh, God, I saw some of that artwork. So Is this the one where, where Deadshot looks like a lumpy sausage? <laughs> yeah, So, but I've seen other pictures, though. That, that picture we saw, his mask like, opens up in the front, so he's not always going to have an exposed face. Like His mask will close to give you more of a, uh, the traditional, you know, fully face-covered-with-one-eye mask. So it won't look like that. I guess it can open up so when you... So Jim Lee can draw emotions. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what it takes? I don't know, dude. Here, let me have him grit his teeth and squint harder. Uh, oh shit! I'm just gonna. I just love bringing up Jim Lee to you because I I I like Jim Lee, but you hate him. So I was gonna. Much. I was gonna work very hard to let it go today, too. <laughs> no, but tomorrow I will see. I'll give you know. I'll be. At the shop, buying it and reading it. And oh, yeah, yeah. And, and just, you know, so people know, we're recording this on August 2nd. So yeah. When we say tomorrow, we're referring to August 3rd, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, my God, I almost forgot. Oh, uh, my God. Batgirl and Birds of Prey and Batgirl came out, too. Oh. Which um, I, re- I liked. I especially liked Batgirl because um, the art was uh, fantastic because I'm a huge uh, Raphael Albuquerque fan. Uh, yeah, the art was definitely good. Um, I'll probably keep checking it out. It's I feel like it's not like it's not written for me, for mm-hmm. a thirty-seven-year-old man. You know, even though I did appreciate the uh, appreciate it and it was good, um, but not everything's supposed to be for me. No, and that's <laughs> just it. Not every, not everything is gonna be. You know, she's very much uh, reminds me of my twenty-year-old sister. She's very mm-hmm. like a hip. A tweeter, you know, uh, a bit of a hipster millennial type character, uh, but that's completely fine because yeah. you know I have what at least a dozen other titles that it's well, geared here's, towards me. Here's the thing: most most superheroes are straight, white, predominantly Christian yeah. men. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, that all of these guys are for us. Mm-hmm. Now, over here, there's a few teenage girls or millennials with this. Yeah, yeah. You know. and I'm not saying, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, this is clearly written for girls. Right. But I can, I can understand how um, a lot of female readers would be drawn to those two titles. Yeah. No, I can see that. And I think it's important to start having, I mean, um, our mutual friend, we have a friend who has uh, two daughters and a son. And I have definitely, when buying them gifts, tried to find, like, they have those little golden books that are, like, superheroes for girls now. Oh. It'll be. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's, like, superhero hire, something like uh, that. That was, that was one of them. And then another one was, like, a, a female-positive Wonder Woman story with Supergirl in it. Um, I, I think it's important to give them heroes for them as well so that way you know because i mean look for a long time supergirl was literally superman in a dress 
Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all she was. You know, yeah. Batwoman and Batgirl were made to make Batman and Robin look less gay. <laughs> that's that. And that's why. I mean, seriously, that's why they were created. You know, so it's important to have female characters for female readers, but it's also important to have female characters just for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I would say as far as younger uh, readers, Batgirl would be a way to go. Batgirl and Birds of Prey, there was some more edgier stuff. I'm not, I don't mean like, you know, boobs flying all over the place or, you know, cursing or anything, but it, with the Huntress in it, it's going to be a little bit more rougher for a younger, like a younger right. person to read. But I thought Batgirl would, like if I had, you know, if Lucas was like only 10 or 12, I'd be like, yeah, you can totally read Batgirl. You know, that's more a younger, a tween age book. Could enjoy it as well as myself, because I liked it too. Right. Yeah, I think that's good to have that mix. And You know, there's stuff that's written for younger people that I still love. Like, you've probably never seen it, but Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. Uh-huh, yeah. So it's a Canadian TV series. Or was they're doing the they're doing the wrap up, trying to get an interview with the creator, and then every time I'm working on this, I'm thinking you're a forty, well I'll be forty three by the time it happens. You're a forty three year old fucking man, and you're trying to talk to a guy who wrote a show about teenagers with dick jokes. <laughs> get your shit together, Jeremy. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No yeah. judgment. No judgment. Uh, another good book I just read uh, that I think is really good. So have you did you have you ever read I Kill Giants? No, but I, I since you uh, bought the graphic novel and talked about it a little bit, I want to pick it up and check it I, out. I cried. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want to give away uh, the story, but it it takes a very serious topic that would happen to a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, and how she deals with this uh, issue in her life, and how she uses her imagination to you know, help her get through this super tough time. And it was, it was, a, a, I mean, it was a great book. I mean, I would absolutely recommend it to anyone. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have to check it out then. Um, oh, you know, let's, let's talk about this one, not to get too goofy after that topic, but um, before we move on to San Diego Comic-Con, uh, you hit me up. We talked about it a little bit the other night and we got the creator coming on next week. Uh, Bigfoot, Sword of the Earthman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! I love. That. I, I mean, can't just tell you how much I love that book. It's just awesome. I mean, it's just yeah. it's Bigfoot, like in in space, like fighting yeah. monsters, and you know, and being uh, narrated by this little sleaze bag. You know, the you know, worm bag, bag worm. Uh, yeah. It it's just a good book, and I really hope he makes more. It's just a fun read. It's just something you could pick up and be. Like, I feel like every boy that hits, like, day they hit puberty, puberty should be handed that book. Well, I kind of <laughs> almost wonder if it shouldn't be before. Before you realize that Bigfoot probably isn't real, maybe you should read it then. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is this is what it's about right here. <laughs> and so we've got, actually got the creator. Uh, we talk to him next Tuesday, so that episode will probably go up Wednesday night. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that. that oh, me too. Funny. Yeah, he he was a super nice guy. So, yeah, Josh. I guess Josh Hinneman yeah. is it Hinneman? Ha- Hinneman, I believe his name. But I'll yeah, I'll make sure we get the actual pronunciation yeah. before we work. <laughs> I'll be like Josh Hanger Dingman. Yeah, yeah. Hi- yeah. Is it Hinneman or Hinneman? Or? I, w- I, I would say, say Hinneman. Exactly. I don't know. It looks like Hinneman to me. Yeah. 
Josh. Josh, yeah, like him. the first part's easy. Yeah, that's easy enough. Then it's going to turn out to be like, no, no, it's Yoshua. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about Bigfoot. I'm only here to talk about my band. <laughs> He'll be one of those guys. Oh, gosh. Shit. <laughs> knew it was too good to be true. Is Bigfoot in the band? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me he's your bassist. Because yeah, then we can talk about it. All right, so then the other thing was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, it just, uh, just ended. Uh, it's kind of a sore subject. First year, you know, I didn't get to go this year. Uh, but my brother went, and my best friends went, and they you know, sent me tons of pictures and were texting me and rubbing it in my face. But my brother took the sting out of it and he, uh, a little bit, and he got me Daredevil number two. Holy balls. Yeah, so... Uh, which I was not expecting, but that is definitely going in the collection because that's one of them, the earlier ones I don't have. Wow. Yeah, super surprised. He's like, I don't love you enough for number one. <laughs> just, just enough, enough for number two. So I was like, hey, man, that's um, that's awesome. I asked him for, like, just a Daredevil print, like, from Artist Alley, from, like, a, you know, a, like a small artist, and he got me Daredevil number two. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. God, I can't tell you when I go to conventions. Like, I probably blow a thousand bucks on the little artists that are on there. Oh yeah, that's the best ones to get like commissions from. That's the first thing Lucas wants to do when I when we go to Comic Con. He wants to go to Artist Alley and get a commission by by an artist. Yeah, I tried to get Neil Adams to draw me Flash Gordon one time, but they wanted like eighteen hundred dollars for a headshot. <laughs> no. Like, no. Neil is. I swear, you can go to any convention. You can go to like Podunk, Iowa, and a convention, and Neil will be there. Oh, yeah. Drawing, yeah, doing bad. commissions, probably making more money than I'll ever see in a lifetime. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one. But, you know, at the same time, he should be because they don't get a retirement. They don't, you know. Yeah. They're independent contractors. Hopefully they so, invested well. Yeah. I hope. Or created something that will last forever. We'll see. Yeah, like uh, continuity comics. <laughs> yeah. Like Valeria the Sheet. <laughs> Love you, Neil. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, man. You don't want to piss that guy off. Oh, no, you really don't. He's very... He'll draw a picture of Billy Jack kicking you in the head. <laughs> That's true. That's what you should have got done, commissioned by him. Yeah. You know, well, he's got a he's got a standard 11 by 17 of Billy Jack Crescent kicking a dude in the face. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, Jeff got one that says, you know, it was the print. It says, to Jeff, you kick more ass than your brother Steve. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's pretty cool. So um, what were some of the big stories out of San Diego this year? Um, so there was a ton of an announcements. I was definitely keeping it up on, you know, on Twitter and Facebook the whole damn weekend. My wife was pissed at me. She's like, get off that damn phone. But I was like, I can't. If you won't let me go, I'm going like, <laughs> to at least read about it. Um, um, so DC had a bunch of, you know, trailers released. If you don't know already, I don't know where you've been living, but uh, they had the Wonder uh, the Wonder Woman and Justice League. Outstanding, by the uh, way. So yeah, I would I'm going to just go ahead and say I'm most excited about uh, the Wonder Woman. That was yeah. the one that got me like, oh, I cannot wait to watch that freaking movie. Uh, even even more so than the, uh, the Justice League, because there were things in the Justice League where I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Really? Yes. Like what? Uh, the the Flash's costume? Well, okay, but that's that's the costume. I mean, the costume... Look, 
I remember everybody shitting on uh, Grant Gustin's costume before the show started. Yeah, and you had, did now you what? find me? Did you do look? Because it's not there. You know what? The private detective wanted too much money to do that search. Now, while I am sure you must have said something, <laughs> everybody did. No, man, I like it. I just think his head looks a little big. That's my only complaint about the, you know, the Flash television costume. Well, he's got a big head. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm just not sold on Ezra Miller. Yeah. And I and I honestly oh. thought Cyborg did not look it either. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one too. Uh, I am not sold on Ezra Miller. I have. I am trying to stay hopeful. He's it looks like he's going to be funny, so he's going to have yeah. some you know some levity and some you know some jokes to the movie. Well, see that scene's pretty awesome. Yeah, I love the scene. Yeah. I did like that scene because you know he's just super excited and like yeah I'll join you know. I I, I need some friends. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to say he's not my Barry Allen because people say that all the time, but he's not my Barry Allen. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, well, look, we've got three years of a great Barry Allen now. Yeah, I can't be super greedy because I feel like Aquaman is quite possibly the biggest badass ever. Yeah, his mother's name was Aquamar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, that's why they want him to join. I mean, any anyone that just immediately upon, like, finishing a bottle of what looks to be whiskey and then smashes the bottle of the ground. I mean, that's how a badass drinks whiskey. Straight from the bottle and discards it upon the ground by smashing it. Absolutely. So, um, No, I mean, uh, the Wonder Woman looked more cohesive and stronger and like it was trying to set up a story. Yeah. Justice League seemed like a bunch of quick two-minute vignettes. It, yeah, it was almost like a teaser. Yeah. Then a, uh, then a trailer. But, I mean, still, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, everybody knows I... I do not dislike Batman versus Superman as much as everybody else did, especially the extended edition. Yeah, we talked about that, and it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I agree 100. percent Like, I wish I would. I wish that was the, the one, one they showed in the theaters. Yeah. So I am still looking forward to Justice League. Oh, absolutely! I don't want to say uh, that because I like Wonder Woman better, and I'm not excited about Justice League because but I am. Wonder Woman will actually set the tone. If they if they drop the ball with Wonder Woman, I then I it will decimate the rest of my hopes for what they can do. Oh you know yeah. I mean? yeah, and and I just wanted to do so well because I think Wonder Woman, you know, the character of Wonder Woman deserves like a, a good movie that represents how awesome of a character she is. I mean, I've always liked Wonder Woman. She's like just. You have everyone else crying and bitching and moaning, and have, and then there's Wonder Woman's just like I feel like she just wants to slap them, and be like, "Man, the fuck up!" All right, Darkseid is about to kill everyone. We need to go kick his ass. Like she's always the one who has her shit together, and she's the most badass on the team, as far as I'm concerned, and she always has been. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that was a big deal. Now Marvel pre uh, premiered some trailers as well, right? Uh, they did. So the the only thing they they did a new trailer for Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. uh, which I really had. I don't even know what the. I mean, it looks good. I it, I, I have no idea how how good that movie's going to be. It's kind of like when they, you know, they first talked about Ant Man. I was like, I hope it's going to be good. Right. I think Benedict Cumberbatch looks. I mean, I love the look and the costume. Looks amazing. 
but we're just going to have to see with that one um, what comes about. But so, Guardians of the Galaxy two, they they released some information, mm-hmm. uh, specifically regards to um, uh, Peter Quill's father, which is going to be uh, very interesting. Did you hear about this? Um, well, if I say this and I'm wrong, I guess I can always cut it out, but it's Ego the Living Planet, Yeah, right? so Kurt Russell's going to be uh, Ego the Living Planet, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I, 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 In my head, I'd like to think it was just this planet that impregnated a woman, but it's probably it's like not going to be the case. <laughs> but, well, it can happen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, th- but to me, the thing that got me excited um, was so the, the villain, uh, so they released who the villain is going to be, in part two, and that's going to be Aisha, um, which is not really a well-known, super well-known Marvel character. Yep. That's that that TV show that had Brandy in it back in the nineties, right? I think so. Yeah. So Brandy's going to be in it. Yeah. yeah. So it should be interesting. Now, so Aisha, I don't really care so much about her. I'm not like, oh yay! But the thing that gets me excited about that is Aisha was the like the the female half of when Adam Warlock when they made Adam Warlock there was two it was the she and the oh. him so um, in far as I'm concerned this pretty much just tells me that Adam Warlock's going to be in it and well, that's a little more interesting and I love Adam Warlock I mean the whole uh, Marvel cosmic stuff back in the day with Jim Starlin I love Silver Surfer he's my second favorite character in Marvel behind Daredevil so all that cosmic stuff. I, I'm all about it, and so I'm, I really want to see how they uh, bring Adam Warlock to the screen. So that will be good. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they do that. And I guess there's some talk about Ghost Rider showing up in uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, so they, they Marvel also released a bunch of uh, stuff for the, the TV shows, um, Agents of Shield being one of them. But, um, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this because so first they're like oh Ghost Rider's coming Shield and I was like yes Ghost Rider's coming Shield and then I was like oh it's gonna be the Ghost Driver the the Robbie Reyes oh that's not the real Ghost Rider. <laughs> so I was like oh man never mind <laughs> but um we'll see you know I I really like last season of Shields I thought um it was really good and it's starting to come together and I think that it's just to kind of like bridge the gap and connect, well not Bridges Gap so much, but connect S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, to the next movie, which is Doctor Strange, so they're going to bring some mystical stuff in it. You know, yeah. and they're going to do that with Ghost Rider. So, I mean, that's cool. Whenever, I'm down for whenever they, you know, bring, like, a super-powered person into the shows. And, uh... Well, yeah, no, I, I'd like to see them do, I'd like to see them do something that made me go, oh, God, you know what, I've missed the boat, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, so... Because I tried really hard to get into that show for the first season. Oh, you got to push past the first season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah I mean, they, I like it. they got to meet me halfway. Yeah. that That's definitely true. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that one. But, I mean, so the Netflix Marvel lineup, they, entered, they busted out some teasers for Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which look good. I mean, they're just teaser... They're just teasers, and the teaser for Defender. They didn't really have a teaser for Defenders. It was just kind of more like a, just the logo for it or whatever. Right. But um, Daredevil's getting season three, so I, you know how happy I'm, I am about that. 
Yeah. What did you end up? What was your ultimate uh, feeling on season two? I loved it. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely loved it. I felt like it was kind of should have been like Daredevil Punisher season one, but but uh, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I have zero complaints about the Daredevil show. Okay. Yeah. I just I, I, that first that first season was so good, and the second season was good. You know, I just I, I I expected too much from it. I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's hard to make lightning strike twice. Yeah, in a bottle or whatever. Yeah. But no, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I have no complaints about it. I thought the first season was a bit better too, but it's still my. It's still probably I would consider the Daredevil series to be the best superhero well, television. I, I still trust Netflix more with doing street-level superhero stories than anybody else right now. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, they haven't... I mean, they've only done three, but the three that they've made have been excellent. You can't really yeah. complain too much about them. There might be stuff about it you didn't like, but it's still better than most television that's out there right now. Yeah, I mean, let's just compare it to, oh, I don't know, Gotham. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening with Gotham anymore. Yeah. I, I don't I just, even try. I just scroll right past that. Yeah, I, I don't try. I don't care. I just, I don't know what kind of fiasco, what kind of fiddle fest they have going on, but I want no part of it. Um, so I, Star Trek also made their big announcement from there too, right? About the new series. Yes. Yeah. So, but that was just that was a, a quick, rough, I mean, a really rough CGI shot of the new starship. Mm. Um, which looks a lot like the Ralph McQuarrie designed uh, Enterprise from the early 1970s. So, how do you feel about that as being the Star well, Trek over? Let's let's you know. I, I can't wait to see some more official Star Trek. Um, you don't want to get you know. too excited yet, though. Well, no, but you know, it's it's like I can be as old and sodgy about shit as anybody. <laughs> I didn't watch Star Trek: The Next Generation until its fourth season, and you got to remember, I was only a teenager then. <laughs> you know. Oh, I was like a forty-something-year-old man. It's crazy how old it, hold that yeah. stuff. It feels like I was in my twenties when it came out, but that's definitely not the case. It came out in nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, I was which eight. <laughs> Star Trek was only twenty-one years old when that came out. That's oh, crazy. Yeah, and, and when you, yeah. you start looking at that, that means it's almost thirty years old. The next generation. And how does Picard still look so young? Um, I think he drinks the blood of children. That's really, the, it can be the only explanation. Yeah, there's no other way to explain it. There's no other way to explain it. Um, well, then I guess the, the last real thing is DC made some announcements, according to you. These I have not heard yet. Oh, yeah. So it was, um, there was a little bit of a rebirth tease from Tom King. Um, so I watched the interview um, that IGN did with him at Comic-Con. Uh, mm-hmm. And they talked about, you know, the one of the questions they asked him was about, you know, Joker. And they're like, well, um, with the new, when when Batman was um, found out about that there was three Jokers, and then they kind of they kind of left it at that after Rebirth, and they, nobody's touched on it yet. So uh, Jeff, uh, or I mean, sorry, Tom King said um, that story will continue in Batman number nine. So which at this rate will be out next month. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at this accelerated pace, it's coming up very quickly. So, because um, um, we were talking about that when we were talking about the Killing Joke, like, you know, 
did that killing joke die and then the, next, the third one take over? We don't know. So maybe it'll shed some light on is it the same Joker? Just for, you know, that comes back to life. Is a Lazarus pit involved? I don't know. Or is it three different people? Yeah. You know, or three. Uh, yeah, who knows three different times? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of, there are three can be taken yeah. so many different you know, I really have no, you know, I can't even hazard a guess. I'm, I'm guessing, I, I really like kind of maybe the idea that uh, the comedian, maybe one of them, that'd be really cool. I mean, it might piss off a lot of people, but I don't care. I think it'd be cool. Well, you know, I mean, I think that'd be a great idea. Because they now that they've kind of tickled our bellies with the Watchmen crossover with the DC Universe, mm-hmm. you better have some payoff. Yeah, they really, really haven't been talking too much. I mean, they just kind of like punched us in the face with that first issue of Rebirth, and then the only, the, the only series that's even bringing back any of that stuff is... Um, is action comics, you know, with Mr. Oz. He'll, right. he'll, he'll be watching the the fights and stuff, and, you know, from the background. And I'm like, oh, my God, who the hell are you? It's driving me crazy. Right. And who knows how long it's going to be before we find out any of this stuff. Yeah. They, they may drag that out for a year, you know, just to... Yeah, it's supposed to, this thing's supposed to play out over the next two years. Yeah. And the two issues a month, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of We're content. talking, like, probably, like, issue 25 or something. But yeah, I guess the important part was they killed Pandora immediately. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, did you, another thing that came out of here with one of the DC panels is uh, Jim Lee would love to bring back the Wildcats. He really wants to. Well, can't they put them back in their own universe again? Um, I would almost prefer that because yeah, uh, they don't really fit DC mainstream continuity. Because one of my favorite books was The Authority. And yeah. I don't think they fit well when they brought them in the New Fifty Two. No, I like I love Planetary. Oh, Planetary! That's ridiculous. I still haven't finished it because you know he, there was that long break between. Yeah, there was there was a big long break. Ten years almost. I mean, I don't think it was quite that long, but I love that. Look, Wild uh, Wildstorm did some things that that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, oh, all after DC Bottom primarily, but. You know, here, here's the thing. All those guys from Image, they needed a publisher and an editor to sit on their backs and go, guys, this book has to ship. You need to have all the pages in tomorrow. Once that was taken care of, they did fine. Yeah. Uh, I remember him. I mean, there were things in there that were good. Like, you're right, the authority was good. Authority was uh, great. And then, and that's where Apollo and Midnighter grew out of. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, whenever you have, like, Mark Millar and Garth, I mean, that guy. Did Garth Ennis do? No, it was Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis and Mark Millar yeah. writing a title. I mean, it doesn't matter what they they write. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, no, they they produce some awesome stuff. That's true. So the other thing I was telling you about was the trailer yeah. for American Gods. Like, yes, I have not watched that yet. Oh, you haven't seen the trailer? No, oh, you uh, should. I'm waiting for the show. You should check out the trailer. Um... So, uh, I was telling you before, I've never read the book. Um, mm-hmm. After seeing the trailer come out, I wanted, so I, I bought the book. It should be here tomorrow. So I can, oh, okay. so I can read it. Or, I'm sorry, listen to it. Because <laughs> I don't have time to really sit down and read a full novel without a five-year-old jumping on my face. But I can listen to it before the show comes out. Because, I mean, 
anything Neil does, I'm a huge fan. Uh, we own practically all of his children's books, and I read them to, you know, I read them to the oldest, and I'm reading them to Maddie, and he gets a kick out of them. Uh, but uh, Ian McShane is in it. Well, that's that that gets me on board I right mean, there. Uh, I, you know, as soon as I saw him, I was like, okay, yeah. Now, did did you notice that they call him Mr. Wednesday? Did you catch what his uh, name was? I don't. I don't remember. I only saw the trailer once. Okay. So yeah. Had- well, here's the thing. I've read that book twice. Yeah. Now, it, probably the most recent time was probably still ten or twelve years ago. It is, besides a few weird little things, it is an outstandingly good story. Um, there have been elements of it that have shown up in Supernatural and some other places. So, I mean, you, I think you'll like it. I think you'll love the book. Um, it's one I'm really looking forward to. Looking forward to Westworld as well. Yes. So, yeah, that I think there was a trailer for, maybe not a trailer, but some. I remember reading some stuff about the Westworld too. But I, I mean, I just I just like it when not everything in that's getting produced or made is uh, Batman, oh, right? Superman, you know, Spider Man. Like some of the smaller stuff, um, I really like seeing being made. So and they're they're making the Tick again. Yep. Uh, I saw pictures of his costume. Amazon or somebody's doing that. Yeah, one. so that one we'll see. I loved. The, the old Tick series, the cartoon and the live action, I thought it was pretty good. And the book's always been one of my favorites. Spoon. So, yeah, I, I really missed out. I wish I would have gone. I'm definitely going next year. Um, well, next year we'll try to get press passes. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't win because I would have spent a ton of money. And all the pictures my friends sent me, I already know I've been saving up. Because, uh, yeah, so I don't know if I told you before, but I, I love uh, Sideshow Collectibles. Have you ever heard of such? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, I've, so I've bought uh, a, one hot toy from them recently and a premium statue of Daredevil, so the, one of the big ones. Oh, yeah. And now I'm, like, hooked. So they sent me all these pictures, and they had a huge booth, and they're putting out a bunch of new stuff uh, to include the hot toys making a Daredevil... TV series figure, so I'll be 100% buying that. <laughs> yep. It's what we call the Paul the Era <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they also, he tells sent me pictures of a Luke Skywalker from Force Awakens hot toy figure with the metal hand. I will definitely buy the shit out of that. Yep. Uh, so they, they put out a bunch of stuff. Anybody wants to see, they have the whole Comic-Con uh, slideshows and, and gallery from on their website, you know, sideshowtoys.com. Uh, check them out. Uh, I purchased stuff from them. They're expensive. Uh, the Hot Toys, probably around 250 bucks, I'd say, average. And then the Premier statues are anywhere between four dollars and $500. Oh, gee willikers. But uh, I allow myself a little bit money aside to save up and then buy one. Yeah. The next one I got in the mail is the Black Panther movie Hot Toy. This should be here in a couple months. Oh, right on. Had to get that for the kid. Yeah, he's. Hey, you know what? This made me think of something. I, I don't think there's been any new news, but a few years ago, Marvel wrapped up the rights to Miracle Man slash Marvel Man. We were talking about statues. It made me think of it. Mm-hmm. But then they haven't actually included him in anything yet, have they? The only thing they did recently was 
Um, republished the old series, right? Well, they they republished the the issues that Neil never finished, right? Oh, they okay. I'll have to, to continue back. the story. I, well, because I've still got my Eclipse trade paperbacks from the eighties. So yeah, they're republishing the stories, but they haven't. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know because if, if you really wanted to do it, that could be your Marvel Superman right there. Yeah, I know they've tried to put they tried to push the century that one time, and then that kind of well, flat. that was such a bogus deal though. Because yeah. like Wizard Magazine did like a whole two hundred pages about how nobody remembered him, so that way they could set up him making everybody forget him. Yeah, and then they tried to play it off like, oh, the biggest hoax ever pulled in comic books. It's stupid. <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah, I think they were happy to see him go. And they have, they, and, but they've been, um, like the Squad of Supreme. So you got Hyperion, that whole mm-hmm. Marvel version of of the Justice League, and what, Nighthawk. They yeah. have Nighthawk series. And well, what's kind of cool with the Squadron Supreme now is that it's different universe versions of each character. Yeah. So it's like the JMS version of Nighthawk plus like an off staff version of Hyperion. Mm-hmm. You know. And then Marvel, yeah, they, so they also introduced their next big event, I know, which is the uh, Inhumans versus the X-Men. And this way they can just finally kill the X-Men until Marvel, Fox Studios just says, okay, have them back, just take them back. It's always somebody versus the X-Men. Yeah. Just, why do we always have him, you know, it goes from Civil War, which is heroes versus heroes, to... Now in humans versus X Men. It's just I really don't know what Marvel's doing over there. Well, I think what they're doing is they're Disneyfying and they're prepping to go. There, there won't really be a consistent universe in the future. There'll be like that year or two's comics, and then the massive crossover, and then the company-wide shakeup that resets the status quo for the next year or two. Which is good business if they do it, but it's bad property management, so to speak. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's hurting the quality of their books. These events, every do six months doing their events, it's and bringing these ties in because you'll have a, a, you know, a book that's doing really good, and then all of a sudden it's got to pause or it's got to interject itself into the whatever event is going on, and it totally just breaks up the flow and the momentum of the book. I really wish they didn't do that, or at least limit. Like, oh, they have another event. Like, I'm not excited for it because right. it happens when they when events were occasional and every few years it was a big deal. But now that it's every year all the uh, time, it's just it's getting it's just annoying. It makes me mad. I'm like, so now I got to buy all these other books just to get the story. Well, I'll tell you what, comic book publishers, I am not buying your entire line. It's it's not going to happen. Oh, and you definitely can't do Marvel's entire line because they publish like yeah. thirty books a week. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Quit trying to make it happen. Yeah, and and Marvel, I'm just doing you know exclusively trades, and that's what I generally do. I've just been doing the issues of Rebirth just because I'm you know excited about it. But I think after yeah. the first arc of Rebirth, I'll go back to trades with it, and with them putting out two issues a month. Well, and I think after the first arc of Rebirth, Rebirth is over. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's going to set up, it's going to set up what the universe is, and then from there on, you're just back into whatever you're into. I don't know. I, I yeah, it's curious to see because when that the Tom King in, interview, he did call Batman number nine, Batman Rebirth number nine. 
Oh, wow. So I don't know how long they're going to keep that moniker up there. Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe... Well, look, they kept the new 52 for five years. The whole thing, so it it may be just how you you know what stories it is and you're not buying the wrong thing on Amazon. Yeah, there may be a way that they keep, keep track of that or something. All right, Paul. Well, we are running up on time. So, is there anything anything you want to throw out there before your uh, wedding anniversary hits here in another hour? Uh, no, man. I mean, um, by rebirth. Uh, I know I kind of crapped on Marvel a little bit, but they do have some good books. So you just got to look. Uh, Daredevil's really good. Vision's really good. The Ultimate's really good. Moon Knight is really good. Uh, just you're just gonna have to be more selective when you buy Marvel stuff. And pretty much everything Image puts out is good, so you can just pretty much grab you know a piece of paper out of that a hat, was, and you'll be fine. That was the other thing that when I interviewed again, you got to go back and listen to that Corbin Salik, and the next time you get a chance to listen to one, definitely check that one out because we went we actually went through the comic his comic poll list for that week, and it's all Image. Yeah, Image is. I finally read the Witches by Snyder and uh, the first um, Outcast book because I'm watching the TV show Outcast, which is also really really good. I guess I had to give that one another chance. It lost me in that first episode. No, I, it, I, I've, I've been liking it so far. But both those books, I read them on the same day, and I probably shouldn't have because I had trouble sleeping that night. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That's like when I, I ate this stuff one time called I Can't Believe It's Not Pepperoni. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for like three days. Yeah, a little bit different version, but equally scary. Exactly, exactly. All right, so that's it. You got us all caught up for the week? Oh, cool. Yeah, maybe next time we'll be able to actually hit the most recent stuff and we won't have to catch up yeah well we'll we'll look my schedule got all goofed up over the last little bit here well we're almost back on track we'll get there yeah it's all good man i just love talking comments with you brother yeah me too that's uh that's why we tried to do this on wednesdays then i ended up double booked yeah and then this week unbooked strangely enough <laughs> hey i'm always here with for you when you don't have nothing else Absolutely. going on <laughs> and i do appreciate it um, you are coming on next week when we get uh, Josh from uh, Bigfoot, uh, sort of the Earth Man, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it, man. Cool. And then the other thing I want to figure out if we can do is figure out how to do a live podcast on some venue where maybe people can text or comment as we go. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. And then maybe you and I can start doing that as our regular thing and then publish it later for a download as well. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm always right, so, that. Uh, yeah, so, well, that's this week's Geekish Cast. Uh, you can find us at geekishcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. I tweet from at the Geekish Cast, and Paul, you tweet from? Paul Vieira 79. And uh, so, everybody, that's Rebirth, and that's our San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up. And uh, earlier this week, we did our Killing Joke. Um, we did not quite review, but not quite a bitch fest either. <laughs> yeah. And then Saturday, I guess, are you going to see Suicide Squad this weekend? I'm absolutely going to see it this weekend. All right, so we'll have to talk about that next week. I'm probably going to watch it Friday morning before work because I have to go to work late on Friday, so I'm going to check it out. There you go. That that worked out. Worked out handily. All right, Paul. Well, we will catch you all later.